Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I'm glad you're here today. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we step into healing. Jesus has already extended everything to us. Healing, redemption, a beautiful life. And sometimes it's our job to step in, in faith, and receive that for ourselves. We're continuing our series on family dynamics. And today I have an interview with Sherry. Sherry is the mother of Mel Noel. Mel shared her story last year about her divorce and the really painful experience that that was for her. She was in an abusive marriage. Mel was able to reach out to her family in really challenging times in her marriage. Her mom was on the end of a lot of those phone calls. And so in this episode today, Sherry shares her story. I really think you're going to enjoy it today. Be encouraged. Sherry, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. And you're starting a counseling service. Is that right? Well, yes. I've been studying counseling for the last, oh, three to four years. That is so cool. That's amazing. And what's so cool about that is that you kind of had a little bit of a crash course in that in your personal life. Oh, boy. In, <laughs> in helping and kind of guiding your daughter, Mel, who I, I call Mel. A lot of people call Mel, but you'll be calling Melissa. She's been yes. on the podcast before, of course. Um, yes. but, but guiding her through a very, very painful time. And we're not sharing her story today because she's not here. She has shared her story on my podcast, which, which I've linked in my show notes. I, I want to hear your story in this because when we go through a painful time, we involve other people in, in that time. We involve family and friends. They, they help us through it. They kind of help guide us in it. And that's a, that's an incredibly painful experience for those people that walk with us. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is I want to be very careful not to um, put, put down as um, Melissa's ex-husband. Um, I want to be really, really careful about that. Um, unfortunately, some of that is part of the story. Um, but really, the story kind of started on her honeymoon. I was, it was about three or four days into her honeymoon, and the phone rang, and I answered it, and I had a very, very distraught daughter on the other line. Um, she just was in a very um, difficult place. She was questioning what she had done. She was scared. But as most of the pattern of our phone calls, I was always so far away. Yeah. I couldn't really help her. Um, and one of the things that she had said is, please don't tell dad. And mm. so that was very difficult for me. Um, and to be quite honest, through all of this, I'm not even exactly sure when I brought uh, Melissa's dad in on all of that. I was thinking about that and that I have somehow blocked out for some Mm -hmm. reason. Um, Anyway, so I I just talked with her and prayed with her. And um, then after she got back from her honeymoon, her and I just had a conversation and she just is like, well, this is what I married and this is what I signed up for and this is what it's going to be. And I remember thinking, no, no, this, this is not right. And, um, but, um, so through many, uh, very tough phone calls, um, I think really when Melissa's dad got on board, 
um, is when we got a phone call in the middle of the night and um, she was over in Hawaii um, doing YWAM and she was barricaded in a bathroom. And so that's kind of my first recollection of when uh, Melissa's dad really got involved in the situation. And um, her and I, um, so we walked her through that and uh, that was, then we ended up flying her home. And I'm sorry, some of these details are so sketchy because there was a lot of phone calls. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we flew her home a couple of times, um, but uh, from Hawaii and then she would go, she would go back. Yeah. As I was thinking about it, Melissa said something that was so true is that um, she was really the last one to know that she was in a abusive relationship. Yeah. Obviously her dad and I saw that, um, but there was, um, she didn't quite have the ears to hear that. Right. And so um, just because I think of all the trauma. So again, many phone calls, many times she'd be in a hotel room. But one time that I remember her and I sitting out, we'd, we'd come to Minneapolis and we were sitting there and it was just her and I out on the, on the deck. And she had said some things about, you know, I just wish this and this and this would happen. So she felt like then she would have the green light to go ahead and leave. And, and even divorce. Exactly. Yeah. And so and I remember looking at her going, are you hearing the words that you were saying? Yeah. That was so difficult to leave her at that point. Um, again, but, you know, she, again, didn't have the ears to really hear of what we were trying to tell her. Many times we would, you know, beg her not to go back. And yeah. so she would, but she would. And so it really was, if I could say my story and my husband's story is really a place of surrendering our children to the Lord. Wow. Because um, so many times our hands were tied. We yeah. were, you know, we were on the other line of those phone calls. We would try and help her. We would buy her tickets. We would buy her hotel rooms. Um, you know, we would let her be in our basement and just love on her. But, um, she, God was working a process in her. And right. so we had to step back and allow the Lord to work that. And there is nothing more difficult and talk about feeling helpless oh my gosh. when you know your child is in this situation and she is not ready to get out of that situation. Um, right. So so many parents say, you know, well, if, if this would have happened to my child, I would have done this and I would have grabbed them. That sounds so easy, but yeah. it, it, it's, it's not, it's not right. because it, it wouldn't work. Um, the Lord had to bring her to a place of that herself. Yeah. Probably as I was thinking past some of this, um, again, I think my mind has blocked out some of the trauma. Um, but as I was thinking about it, I'll never forget probably the one day where I really felt the most that we had to give her up to the Lord, literally every minute, every two minutes, um, she was trying to get out of her apartment. I had booked a plane ticket that morning. Um, 
and I was going to fly out and get her um, and her ex-husband was there and she was so scared and I have never had such fear mm. for my child and um, but there again there was nothing I could do but just keep her on the phone and right. just turn her over to the Lord turn her just pray for her safety pray that she got out and um, at one point during that if she was trying to get out um, there, there was about five minutes that went by without any, um, communication from her because we told her you will call us every couple of minutes so we could stay on the line with her. Yeah. Um, and so there was at one point it'd been about five minutes and I remember both her dad and I were just, just so full of fear. We were just so oh panicked. Gosh. Yeah. And so, um, and I just remember crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, I am helpless here, but she is yours. And, mm. um, we just constantly reminded the Lord that we dedicated her to, to him yeah. and that, you know, he was, he was her dad and he was the one that was going to keep her safe. And, um, when she finally did get out then she called and I hopped on an airplane that day and I met her at the airport. And, um, I remember her saying to me, mom, I just can't even breathe right now. And so anyway, so, you know, there were, there was just a lot more, uh, instances of that. And so, but just a constant, constant turning her over to the Lord, surrendering her to the Lord with open hands, because yeah. we, there was so many times there was nothing that we could do. One thing, it was so hard for us to say, we meant it, but it was so hard to say because we would say if she was maybe going back into the situation, we would be like, Melissa, we love you. No matter what you decide, we love you and yeah. we'll support you, even though we know what we wanted our will to be. Um, but we just had to support her in her choices, even though they were so, so difficult. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. So wow, that must have been so, so challenging. How did you choose to tell her and communicate to her you're in an abusive relationship? Because like you said, she was the first person and I I've heard her say this too. She was, or she was the last person to realize that she was in an abusive relationship. And that's a very common experience for people in domestic abuse. Yes. How did you communicate that or try to bring that message to her? I think many times we would just say, you know, this is not okay. This yeah. is not what the Lord has as a yeah. plan. Um, and I will never forget when, when she was at our house for, I think it was, and honestly, I don't remember. It was the first time we flew her home from Hawaii or the second I remember we were sitting eating <laughs> Mexican food. There's a Mexican restaurant here in our little town that is like one of Melissa's favorites. And um, <laughs> we absolutely love it. But I remember sitting there and just in, you know, in tears, begging her not yeah. to go back. And she would look at us and we just sat and wept. And she would look, she looked at us and said, but God is telling me I need to go back. And, mm. and so, you know, that's a tough thing to come against. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and you know what, that's not up to me to decide whether Lord, the Lord was saying that or not, because right. that that's between her and God. And right. so, 
um, you know, so we would tell her, and even that when she got back from her honeymoon, and I sat and told her that this is not okay, um, she, again, her ears were not open to that at that point, mm-hmm. because I think she was in such shock. Totally. Like, really happening? Yeah. And, and what am I going to do? And God had to work a process in Melissa's own life to be able to bring her to the point to have ears to hear. Yeah. And, um, you know, until they have ears to hear that and they know that, my goodness, it's time. But I think it's important for parents as they walk through, if they have a child in this, is just be that steady force. Be there no matter what they Mm. decide. Be there. Be there, be there, be there. And, And just be a steady, constant reminder of your love for them. And, you know, and their value and their worth and that this is not okay. Even if they don't have ears to hear it, they need to hear this um, to know that, you know, we're here, we're we're here for you and God is here for you and he Mm. is your defender and he is your protector. That is so, so, that is so good. You've said a couple of times that, that God needed to work it through Melissa to, to be able to hear that. Right. And to be able to have the strength to leave and praise yeah. the Lord. She's safe. She's in a really yeah. great place. Um, yeah. That's a miracle. <laughs> that's yeah. a miracle. Praise God. I want to hear what, what the Lord did in you to strengthen you in that time. Because he was, you know, you, you said a couple of times that, that you needed to just surrender your kids to him. What did yeah. that look like? And how did he strengthen you in that time so that you weren't being everything to your kids that you weren't that you weren't being Melissa's savior that that you were allowing God to be her savior that takes a lot of strength on on behalf of a parent yes yes um i wish i could say that i just walked around with a smile on my face but you know there were there were many um tears for us there was yeah. just there was so much um crying out to the lord we had um you know, we, we had a support system around us too. Our, I'll never forget our pastor and his wife just came to our house and prayed for us. And, oh, good. and, and also, you know, and, and family, we had family praying and, um, but it was really just, I, I don't know. It's just like the Lord stepped in and just gave us strength and mm. um just you know even the, in that really scary moment where we were talking to her every two minutes and just crying out to the lord um i just remember you know we'd cry out to the lord we would feel his peace we would feel his presence um and then you know all of a sudden we would hear from her you know and wow there was so many tears and there was so much it it was there was a lot of anguish you know and um, yeah. Even Melissa's dad said to me last night, he goes, I would really love to talk, but he says, I just can't because yeah. he said it, it's just so difficult for him. Um, I think especially um, I, he had to walk through his own process, but I think just, I think the thing again, that helped us the most is just staying connected with her and yeah, yeah. Um, just communication with her. And honestly, her siblings too, they, they, we all just kind of supported each other through that. And so God yeah. just provided 
support for us. And we couldn't tell her story to a lot of people. Right. Um, just because right. it wasn't our story to tell. What, what I love that you're saying is that you staying connected to her was really important to maintain that connection and the, the communication. That's a gift. And that's unfortunately yeah. Um, in, in a lot of abuse situations, there's isolation from yeah. family, there's isolation from friends. And so this was a, this was a gift in a situation, yes. um, in yeah. your particular case that there wasn't that isolation necessarily. I mean, you guys were far away from Mel, um, right. but in this case you could still have contact with her to those, to those parents and family that, that have a child or a sibling that's in an abusive marriage relationship and they aren't talking to them because they can't, right. what would you, what would your advice or encouragement be to, to them? Um, I think, I think again, it just goes back to laying our children before the Lord. It is, it is very, it is such a helpless feeling when all we have is God, we have God, you know, and, <laughs> so you know, true. I mean, it, it is. And, um, and I know that sounds, um, yeah. sounds easy, but it's, it's not. Yeah. I would just say, you know, just be on your knees, continue and, and for them to get support around them, for yeah. them to get people who are going to speak truth into their lives and to encourage them and to, um, you know, just to walk beside them through this process. Yeah. And, um, cause it is hard when you, when you there's nothing you can do to help your child, but to pray, but that really needs to come from a place of strength. Yes. And honestly, my heart breaks for those parents, absolutely yeah. breaks for those parents. And it also breaks for the, you know, someone who's going through this, that doesn't have parents that want to be involved. Right. So to feel right. so to so alone and just to, you know, but to be able to find your support system. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say that Melissa had that has been one of the biggest blessings is you guys and her church. I mean, yeah. huge, huge in her life. And she was very intentional about reaching out to that and getting support. Um, the people that walked beside her when we couldn't physically be there, she had so many support systems. you know, find those people, find yeah. your people find your people. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know Mel when she was with her ex-husband. I, mm -hmm. I met her while she was going through her divorce. I mean, that's, that's a incredibly vulnerable time too, but it is, it is such a gift that she had the strength to reach out to people in it right. because there, like I said, there's, there can be so much isolation in this situation. It's, it's so hard. So for you practically, you know, you're, you're surrendering your children to the Lord. You're getting on your knees and you're praying. Did you have any, I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but did you have any promises that you were holding on to or prayers that you would pray? Um, just kind of like even rituals or, or spiritual disciplines that you would do practically to surrender your children to the Lord. You know, honestly, one thing that, uh, Steve, Melissa's dad, and I do is we constantly remind the Lord again of the dedication that we did when we dedicated Melissa as a baby to the Lord. Um, we are always going back and saying, now remember, Lord, we dedicated her to you and she is yours. You know, the verse that just uh, was always trust in the Lord, you know, with all your heart and lean not unto your 
own understanding and just um, just being able to trust the Lord in that. I make it sound like it was just so easy for us, but that was a process for yeah. us. It wasn't just like, okay, God, I trust you. And again, walk around smiling. It, it was something yeah. that the Lord had to build into us through many tears, through much, you know, and even anger, there was so much anger, but you know, honestly, we, uh, especially Melissa's dad, we still pray for her ex-husband. He has a little ritual when he turns over his pillow in the middle of the night is when he takes that time to pray for him. He's just always done that. And wow. so, um, yeah. So if you want to talk about a ritual, I guess that's it. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, I, I really, I believe that it's really good to keep, yeah. to, to keep those things kind of at the forefront. And we are creatures of habit at times. And right, so, right. so if there's kind of a, a, um, a pattern that you get to in your life to, to do this, particularly in these kind of situations where there's a, there's a breakdown of a marriage or you're feeling so out of control in right your child's life because you're not in control. You're no. not. <laughs> and, no. and, and being let into this, if there's, if there's things that you can put in your life, I think that, that are kind of patterns that we can kind of fall into of things that we can do, things that we can control. We can control how much we pray. Right. But we, we can't control what happens. We can control exactly. how much we pray. We can control the, the words that we speak and, and where we keep our focus, I think. And so I right. think that's, that's really powerful. And it's also really powerful that you guys still pray for him. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, we, and we really, we want his healing. We want him to be healed and to be free. And so, you know, and, and there is such an element of forgiveness in there. Yeah. And, and I, I do believe um, that we have moved, you know, towards that and we have definitely forgiven. There was so many parts of him that we just absolutely dearly loved. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason that you, that you were on board with this marriage. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we pray together every night and mm -hmm. we always lift up our children so it was just, I don't know, it was just part of, it just became part of our routine is just yeah. to do that. And I would love for you to talk about what forgiveness looked like for you. I think, I think that there's always levels of forgiveness that we have to walk through. And there may have been even like, I don't know, maybe I'm totally wrong, but maybe you had to even forgive Melissa for oh, staying absolutely. in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I... I wish I could give you this one defining moment where we felt yeah. like forgiveness, but forgiveness is a process. I totally you know? agree. I totally yes. agree. I think it's like, I, I kind of refer to it as a highway that we choose to yes. merge onto. And there's mile markers within that highway that as, as we're going, um, and, and maybe when your emotions kind of fall into place or something like that, but it's not, Oh, I've forgiven. Everything's great now. Right. right exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so um, I do remember one particular holiday and they were coming home and Melissa had said that we were not allowed to say anything to him about what was going on. And I remember how difficult oh, wow. that holiday was because we had to kind of act like everything was okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, even in that, I remember having to just so lean on the Lord wow. for strength to be able to celebrate a holiday when all of this was going on, 
this marriage that is just crumbling, yeah. you know, and to act like every, you know, Hey, it's fine. And, and Merry Christmas, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Right. And, um, not be able to say a word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we had to work through, we had to work through the anger, you yeah. know, we had to, we had to deal with those and, and to be able to express those emotions and everything, and then just be able to start. I mean, that, that holiday, it was a choice. It was literally, we had to put our will over our emotions and that, that time. And so I believe as we started to do that and not walk out in all of that emotion, that God just started the process of forgiveness and to realize too, that, um, again, we wanted nothing but his healing for his life. And so, because we're all broken and we all need forgiveness. And so, and it's um, the same grace. God extends the same grace to everyone. And, 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 and wishing that withheld from someone is not okay. It's, it's not so, but it's a beautiful thing that you're able to get to the point where you could hope for that and wish for that for him and pray for that. That's powerful. And, and one thing I will say is a lot of times when I was down, Steve was up. And so we really, you know, we really balanced each other and we were able to speak truth into each other's lives as we yeah. were kind of walking through this. We were, <laughs> we were a, a team, Wow. you know, and, and I know that, yeah. And I know that our situation is, you know, there are there are parents that maybe aren't in have that benefit of having like a team to be able to walk their child through it. So, um, we were blessed. We were very blessed by that. Um, but again, my encouragement would be is to, you know, get your people, get your people around you and stuff like that. And, um, you know, because even the time when I knew about it on the honeymoon, again, I blocked out for some reason when I was able to tell Steve, Um, I just remember feeling very alone because I was carrying this very deep knowledge all by myself. Oh my gosh. I mean, that must've been excruciating for you. Um, yeah, it was. And I just, I remember I, I, and I was in shock. I was in such shock. Well, you're coming off of the high of a wedding. Yeah. Of this celebrating, celebrating your daughter's marriage. And that's a beautiful experience. And you know, it's, you're the mother of the bride. And then, and then a few days later, everything, you know, that this kind of almost the illusion that, that things are going to be great. No. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was, so I I really do feel for people who do not maybe have the support system around them. Oh my um, gosh. And so one thing I know that when Melissa shared her story before is that the the women that came out and just reached out to Melissa that are struggling with this alone, people have no idea that this yeah. is going on in their yeah. lives. And um, you know, so find someone, tell someone, um, yeah. you know, get someone at least to be praying for you during this mm. situation. Yeah, that's so good. And and if you're on the other side, being a parent of somebody who's yeah. going through this, yes. get your help, get your support because we're not meant to do this alone. Sherry, what I love about what you're saying is that this was, this was something you walked through. You didn't just, right. you didn't just 
watch your child walk through it. You walked this. This was painful and challenging for you. And it was challenging for your marriage on on many levels, I'm sure. Yes. And you had people supporting you and lifting you up. So as a parent of somebody who's going through this, you don't have to walk through it alone and you're not meant to. Right. And, you know, of course we have to be honoring of, of the other person's story and not, you know, maybe not sharing as much, but, but even reaching out to a friend and saying, I am really struggling right now. I wish I could tell you what's going on, but I can't. Exactly. Exactly. Will you pray for me? (laughs) Right. Right. And, you know, honestly, I, I will have to say that as, because, you know, Melissa and I talk a lot and, and she's like one of my best friends. And so my daughters are my best friends, but I love that. um, after I had not really processed through the trauma on my end until after I heard her podcast with you. Yeah. And literally the next day I, I absolutely sobbed for probably the whole day because the, I had not realized, um, just how much that it affected me. And, um, and then Melissa called as I was sobbing that day and she's like, mom, what is wrong? And so, and I was just able to share with her, you know, I don't yeah. think I've processed through the depth of the trauma and that she was okay. And, and that's what I love about Melissa's story. Um, I'm just sitting here looking at a picture of her with her big <laughs> dog is that God has brought such beauty from ashes Amen. in her life. Mm-hmm. And she has, she is my freedom fighter. Melissa is my freedom fighter and she has such a heart for women in this, but yeah. So as a parent, I, so I'm kind of piggybacking, but as a parent, I just, I had never really, really processed the depth of the trauma until I heard her tell her story. Yeah. And then I was a mess. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had a good, good day in there to process. Yeah. Well, it's really good to bring those things out, to bring them to the open when they're revealed. Don't be like, Nope, it's over. I want to stuff it down. I'm going to get it down. Right. You know, where, where I'm feeling good again it's in there for a reason. And, and we need to get, we need to get it out and surrender that. I mean, that's, that's kind of the theme of this, of this podcast is surrender. When you have to just surrender, you have to surrender your, your child to the Lord, the situation that's out of your control and you have to surrender your own emotions too. And that means getting them out, giving them to the Lord because he can take them. He can take them. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows them anyways. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it, it is important and it is important yeah. to, you know, she needed her support system. We needed our support system. Um, and, uh, so yeah. And just to be able to be honest with those people and pour it out and, and have them say, I'm here for you while you're walking through this with your child. And I love that. Um, because that's really, what the Lord has really uh, impressed upon my heart as I've been praying about this podcast is just the word surrender, which is actually my word for the year. Um, funny. Um, but that, that was the theme. It was just a surrendering. Um, and yeah. again, it didn't look like roses. It was very, no. it was very, um, if you want to call it ugly surrender. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very twisted and, and, and knotted and, and, um, wasn't always just this perfect, you know, peace that we had all the time. We, there's just multiple, multiple emotions as parents. We, we love our children. We want to, you know, as a mom, I'm here to nurture my kids. Yeah. And that's really difficult. So Mm. when you can't, 
Yeah. And you know, it takes, it takes more strength to surrender than it does to fight. hundred percent. And so yeah, it does. It takes more strength to place your child at the feet of yeah, Jesus yeah. and, and just surrender them uh, and their lives. And one of my favorite sayings is though, you know, Lord be with our children as you are writing their testimony. And mm. so, you know, and God was writing Melissa's story and yeah. God continues to use Melissa's story. My all-time favorite saying is God wastes nothing. And so God has not wasted this at Amen. all. So, right, right. And so he is, he is making beautiful things of her life. And if we, you know, if we can help anyone else and, you know, and honestly, if anybody needs to talk to us, we'd be so willing I would be so willing to talk to anyone who has a child that's going through this, to pray with them, to just walk beside them and um, just to encourage them as they yeah. go through this. Wow. That's and, really, that's wonderful to, to offer that. Thank you. Um, yeah. If you're okay with it, I'll put some of your, maybe a contact information. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I'll do that in my show notes. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my prayer. And yeah. Um, the, and you know what? It's all to God's glory. Amen. It's all for him. It's all for him. It's not for us. Yeah. It's for him. Because I mean, honestly, he's the one that deserves the, you know, the glory mm -hmm. and the honor through all of this process. Yeah. It all goes to him. And because he's the Absolutely. one that did it. I mean, he's the one that walked us through it. Yes. Nothing we did on our own strength. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that and for your willingness to, um, to share your story and to share about your surrender. Um, and I do want to just say before we close that the surrender, that doesn't mean that we're allowing really dangerous situations to happen. Right. Where you were, you were a, and, and I, I just want to make that really clear yes. <laughs> that, it, yes. that, that you were not, you were not just allowing dangerous situations to occur. No. You were, you were standing no. with Melissa and and empowering her to make her, her own decision and being a safe place for her. Yeah. Um, ultimately people make their own decisions and in yeah. relationships. And, um, and so if, you know, if you are in an abusive relationship right now, this could be a wake up call that, that th this is what it is. It's abuse and it's not okay. And no. you can get safe. You can yeah. reach out to help. And there are people that are there that, that will, would love to talk with you to help you find safety. And I'll put some information about, um, about safe places and a hotline in my show notes as well, that you can, um, reach out to help for help if you are in an abusive relationship right now. Yes, because, and I, you're right, because, you know, how many, how many safe houses did we Google? I mean, how many oh things gosh. did we look at? Yeah. You know, we, it's, you're right. I mean, we didn't sit and do absolutely nothing, right? but we, we tried to find the resources for her as best as we could, yep. you know, as, and as much as she would allow. Yeah. And so that is so true with surrender. There, there are things you can do in that place of surrender. I'm so glad you yeah. said that. So, <laughs> well, I just wanted to... Yeah. I just wanted like to I make that nothing. clear. I know you're not saying <laughs> right. that and I, um, right. but, but God empowered you to do things and not just sit back passively, but that surrender can mean just God, I'm giving this situation to you where I am. It's out of my control, but I will be that safe person for, for my daughter. I will be, um, this, a steady 
presence and a prayer presence. And um, so I think that's, that's just really an important distinction, but you know, again, beauty from ashes and um, just yeah. how the Lord is still continuing to write Melissa's story and, um, and, and our story too, you yeah. know, and um, just uh, what a beautiful creation of God that she is and the things that he has refined in her and has refined in us and is just bringing a beautiful story to light, a very twisted kind of ugly story, but has brought just beautiful things from it. Beautiful things. Yeah. And, um, and how he has just been so faithful. God has been so faithful. And he will be faithful to you listeners. He is so faithful to bring beautiful things out of the muck, out of the crap that happens in our lives. And whether you are seeing that now or not, it's the truth and it's going to get better. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much, Sherry. I so appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are in an abusive marriage, if you're in an abusive relationship, there is healing on the other side. And I want to encourage you to reach out for help in this. You don't have to go through it alone. I have some resources in my show notes if this pertains to you. I also have a support group that meets online if you are looking for a little extra help in a separation or a divorce. That is called the Reclaimed Community, and I have information about that in my show notes. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. There's always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.